Welcome to Dungeons and Daughters, where I, the daughter, get to play Dungeons and Dragons with my mom. Last time on D and Daughters, we finally arrived in the city of Lake Point. The capital of Ferenia held a lot of sights for Sid and for Tiffany. A wandering vendor sold them a pair of glowing lanterns and cute shapes. Kara and Aralon didn't seem very interested in the city until the cliffside elevator broke down, cutting off the party's way to Kara's Lake Point home. And now, Chapter 12. Sid. You are standing in a plaza at the base of a cliff, at the top of which stands Kara's house. The plaza is empty of people except for you and your party, Sid. Two open-faced elevator shafts rise from an imposing lower lobby building that dominates the plaza. Tracks on the road indicate that a lot of foot and cart traffic flows through the huge set of double doors on the west side of the building, and out a matching pair on the east side during the day. But now, with the moon high in the darkened sky, the only sounds in the area are coming from the two groups riding the elevator platforms that are open to the night air. The group on the left-hand shaft are about halfway up the cliffside, and they appear to be rather calmly yelling for help. The group on the right-hand shaft is a little higher up, and they appear to have lost their senses, screaming in panic. The elevators themselves are silent, their open platforms unmoving, their shafts rising dizzily to the clifftop lobby in Viewbury, hundreds of feet above you. What do you do, Sid? Well, there's this lobby at the base mm-hmm. of of this cliff. Yeah, at the base of this cliff. It like it looks like a big bank facade kind uh-huh. of building that's built directly sitting at the bet like with, with its back up against the cliffside. And it's got like columns in the front and it looks all fancy. Um, but there's a huge set of double doors on either like the east and the west faces of the building Mm -hmm. and Sid being the kind of person she is can just ambiently tell uh, traffic usually flows this way and in this set of doors and out this other set of doors okay well is anyone coming outside from the lobby to why is there screaming what's going on why is it stopped because surely they make noise as they go you know um, there was a big grinding halt, but no, no one seems to be paying much attention. What about people generally in the area? Area's deserted. Deserted? So it's yeah. just us and these poor people stuck on the elevator. There might be someone inside the building. You can see that the double doors are open. They are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think, um, I'm just gonna look at... Kara and Aralond and, and say, I'm going to run in real quick and see if I can find someone to help these people. Okay. Do you do you want us to come with you? No, no. Uh, it'll be quicker if I just run in. Okay. All right. We'll 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 stay here. Um, can they do anything? Without, oh, not without giving themselves away, kind of, huh? It, it would be a little bit of a risk if there were anyone in that building. Mm-hmm. You could go and check out, poke your head in and see yeah. if there's anyone in there or if it's just an empty building and the people are screwed. Or <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Let me do that then. Okay. So you, how do you go across the plaza? This, this place just, is deserted. Just going to dart, you know, like. Head straight for it. Head straight for it. Jog. Not okay. going to be stealthy. No need. Okay. You walk in through the double doors, and the lower lobby is one huge columned room with a polished stone floor that's been scuffed by a regular traffic pattern leading to the left-hand elevator and away from the right-hand one. The back wall appears to be the bare face of this cliffside behind the building. The elevators are open to the lobby and appear to be stuck between platforms, leaving 20 by 20 foot holes in the floor like set into the shafts. Uh, and matching stone platforms several feet above them. The edges of the platforms have a thick, bright green stripe running around their edges that help visually distinguish where they are in relation to the rest of the gray rock around them because it's all made of the same stuff. Between the elevators is a small booth where a young person with a tired-looking, deep-set eyes wearing a red uniform looks up upon your arrival. 
hey, hey, um, your elevators are stuck here and there's people stuck on and they're screaming like crazy. Can you do anything? Can you fix it? Uh, do you how do you yell that from across? The yeah, lobby? yeah. I'm just yelling as I as see you- the person running in. And I'm still kind of running towards okay. them. They wait for you to get up to the booth thing. And they go, yeah, I I know it's broken. Uh, and he has a lever sticking out of the ground next to him. And he jolts it back and forth. And nothing happens anywhere. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I, this is all I do. I'm waiting for my boss to come and look at it. But <laughs> who knows when he's going to show up. I, there's really nothing I can do. Well, can I take a look at it? He takes a little bit of a look around and goes, All right, do you work for the professor? No, I don't. I'm, I just arrived here in the, in the city, but I'm, I'm kind of good with this sort of thing. If you won't let me take a look, I can try and get it fixed so I can get these poor people off. Okay, he tilts his head at you and he kind of shifts, he kind of darts his eyes around shiftily, looking like no one else is in here, right? Yeah, you can, you can take a look at it. Just, um, he points behind him uh, and there's a door in like the back of the booth. He goes, that goes down to the basement. I, I, I don't really know what's down there. They don't let me down there. But I mean, mm-hmm. if you can figure anything out, you're welcome to try. Okay. Okay, well, let me, I'm going to go down there and see what I can Okay. see. Hey, hey, what's your name? Sid. My name is Sid. Okay. And he takes out a little notepad and he's just casually writing something down. Uh, go, go ahead down a little set of stairs here. Um, the wheel's obviously not working, so see what you see. Okay. So I'll add down. Okay. You come around the edge of the booth and you see in like back around out of your line of sight as like a person coming up to the counter, but definitely where he can see um, are a bunch of wanted posters um, with various faces on them. And just with, with just a quick glance at them, you see Kara and Aralon's portraits side by side staring right out at you well i'm not gonna talk about that at all (laughs) that's for the best really i'm just gonna be like oh that's a new information i didn't have before but it's just um if you take a look on your character sheet underneath your six like big main stats underneath your saving throws saving throws i'm sorry it's a set yeah it's a set of six kind of in the top corner these yeah down underneath that one one of those is yeah sid's passive perception oh yeah can you tell me what that number is 12 really yes oh i thought it was much higher than that I'm going to adjust things in my head now. But uh, you mean still, it's just something Sid would have ambiently noticed. Like, oh, those ah faces look familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna keep that to myself right now. <laughs> so you open the door uh, behind the ticket booth, which is like a big, heavy door. It's made of the same gray rock. Um, and it slides open with a grinding noise and you head down a set of stairs that lead into a very dark room there are no sources of light in here other than the little otter light you are holding (laughs) and my eyeballs (laughs) so you would like to cast light yeah i'm gonna cast light okay that'll be under spells which one um, you're going to, okay, you have three spell slots. Um, see the little check boxes next to slots over there. You should be able to just click those off as you use a spell. So. So should I click them on? Nope, because that means you've then cast them. So oh. you click them when you cast them. Okay. Technical. <laughs> Okay, so you cast light, and once your eyes 
blink on, um, you can make out a large room with a huge wheel like a set into the back wall. Mm-hmm. At the base of this wheel is another stone platform with a green stripe around it. If this wheel were moving, that platform would continue in one direction or the other and disappear up out of the shafts. But it is not currently moving. The other notable feature in this room is a 10-foot wide chasm that leads away from the wheel all the way across the room. Make a quick perception check for me. Eight. Okay. With an eight, you make out on the other side of this crack in the middle of the room. Uh, There is a thin line in a rectangle that might be another door. Okay. Well, I'm going to go check that out. Okay. That chasm is between you and it. So how would you like to get across it? And I have no idea how deep this chasm is. You... Like, my eyes don't shine down and see a floor down there or anything. No, don't see a floor. And there's no bridge across it or... Mm-mm. How wide is it? Ten feet? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, they have to be able to get across it somehow to for maintenance purposes or what have you. Someone does. Can I look and see if there's any levers on the around the door that I came in or anything that might reveal something? Okay. Make an investigation check. Okay. Ten. Okay. With a ten, you don't... You take a look around the door where you came from around the stairway you don't find any kind of like switches in the wall there you don't find any like pressure plates on the floor uh to like step on anywhere on this side um but you take a look at the edge of like the close edge of this crack in the floor and you see two little notches where someone might attach something if they brought it with them. <laughs> like a platform of some kind. <laughs> so a platform or a rope or Yeah. Don't I have any rope. I feel like Sid has rope. I feel like it would be weird for Sid to travel without something yeah, to tie I'm stuff with. I'm pretty sure I've so. got it on my my paper my original character sheet. Yeah. I'm fine with Sid having rope. I don't. (laughs) Well, then I, as DM, grant Sid rope that appears from nowhere on her hip. Okay, but now what do I do with it? (laughs) Great question. Do I hook it into these little notches and chuck it across? Yeah, you can try that. Do I... Are there notches on the other side? Of this chasm? Not that you can see. I'll try it. I'll try and just, you know, secure it on this side and throw it across and see what happens. Okay. Make a survival check to do some knot tying. Oh, baby. I rolled a one. (laughs) I just... Don't be nice to me. Play the game. No, I know. I'm just trying to think of a narrative reason to give Sid advantage. (laughs) (laughs) Can't. Except my eye beams are on. Okay, so here's what what happens. You take the edge, uh, one end of your rope, and you tie it in a uh, knot around one of those notches and then you take the other end of your rope and you tie it in a knot on the other end of that and your your rope is long enough to um, make it across at least 10 feet Mm -hmm. of the cavern even if it's doubled over Um, and it it lands on the other side and then falls into the chasm okay um it's still attached you can pull it back up Mm -hmm. 
Um, but you, you basically now have a swing. Um, not much of a swing. Not much of a swing. Um, but I'm thinking of a specific scene in the Emperor's New Groove where they're swinging across vines. And it's very funny. Oh. Well, is it something that I can kind of secure around my around me and push off from the wall and swing out and see if I can grasp the other side of the... Yeah, go for it. You know, with enough push from my very strong legs. Go for it. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. What do I need to do? So, um, how describe for me how Sid get, crawls down there and... Well, I'm not going to crawl down there. Yeah, I'm going to pull the rope up. Okay. And I'm going to kind of secure the, the U-shaped middle mm -hmm. of it around me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just going to kind of gather up the rope and lower myself down gently <laughs> rather than try and crawl down to the rope i'm going to bring the rope up to me and okay and do okay. that okay all right and so you lower yourself down and then i assume you're gonna like do some uh like a crouch against the wall behind you and then leap well i'm gonna like push you know like as if i were repelling uh-huh you know swing out and swing out until i get further and further um so are you are you trying to reach the edge of the other side yeah okay okay does that make sense yeah i'm just wondering if the physics work <laughs> i don't care so much about the physics how <laughs> how the physics work oh okay. this is this is like a video game okay you can do it you can do it if it's cool okay <laughs> the dice work in your favor <laughs> so okay I think in order to do that, I would, I think I'd like you, because I, I believe Sid has the strength to jump as high as she needs to go from here. What I'd like to know is if you can grab the edge. Mm -hmm. So let's make this a dexterity check. Dexterity. Okay, here we go. 15. Okay. Yeah. With a 15, you crouch down and push off and repel a few like a couple of times to get the feel for it and then with one last giant push you reach up superman arms and grab the edge and from here can you make a strength check yes 16 the 16 you yeet yourself up to the <laughs> other side uh and don't even get tangled on the rope on your waist okay Okay, well, now that I'm on the other side, I'm going to secure my rope to the, the notches or see if there's... I'm going to look and see if there's any notches on this side to secure the rope to. If not, I'll secure them to whatever I can find. Okay. There is indeed a matching set of notches on this side. Okay. Um, and you are able to secure your rope to at least one of them. Mm-hmm. There was probably a more graceful way to do this entire thing, but... This is the way you did it. <laughs> This episode of Dungeons and Daughters is brought to you by the last minute. Always coming in clutch. Hey, DM Shannon here with a little housekeeping. This episode, Chapter 12, is the final episode in our pilot season. Thank you so, so much for coming along on this journey, learning to play D&D &D with me and Mom, and figuring out who Sid is in this world. We're going to take a little break to do some pre-production on Season 2, and we'll be back in 2022 to build out this world together and explore it some more. Mom and I want to make sure we're taking the time to make the best show we can for you. In the meantime, you can say hey to us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at dndaughterspod. It's D-N as in Narnia, daughterspod. And you can email us at hey, H-E-Y, at dndaughterspod.com. And for behind-the-screen things like outtakes, world-building notes, Discord access, and more, you can join our family on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month at the second cousin level, you can help support our creative dreams and get access to exclusive content at patreon.com slash dungeonsanddaughters. Now is a great time to share our podcast with a friend. Space and Magic Storytime with Stefan Shannon. Come follow your Android buddy Sid from Farm to Friends and join us as mom and daughter learn to play D&D together. That's it for now. Thank you so, so much for listening. And hey, we love you. Okay. That harrowing little adventure aside, 
you go up to the door on the other side of the room. And this door is, like, it's not super well concealed, but it's meant to be unobtrusive. Um, so that if it's, like, super dim down here, you probably wouldn't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, however, about six feet to the right of the door, a very small matte black plaque set into the stone. Okay. I'm going to read it. Okay. Or look at it. Okay. On the plaque is a little arrow that's pointing back to the door and a teeny little poem. And it says, This old one runs forever, but never moves at all. He has not lungs nor throat, but still a mighty roaring call. What am I? Oh, God. (laughs) A riddle? Hey, you like The Hobbit. I love The Hobbit, but I memorize those riddles. (laughs) What's the point of a challenge if I give you a riddle you've already heard? You already did that with the TikTok dance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. This old one runs forever, but never moves at all. Oh, God. Sorry. Did it have the answer and I missed it? (laughs) Yeah. It was right there underneath it. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even look. I didn't. (laughs) I didn't look. I didn't even look to see if it was on there either. (laughs) But it's a picture and I can't just send you the text. (laughs) I'm going to crop this real quick. Because I know the answer. And just as, you know, because I'm a nice human being and I love my mommy. I'll tell you, there are probably clues or, you know, just general hints around the room. Is it a river? Are you, what are you, is that Sid asking, thinking, yeah. or is that asking yeah. loud? Or? Just kind of mulling it from the first line that I remember. <laughs> this old one runs forever. Mighty river. But never moves at all. It has not lungs nor throat, but still a mighty roaring call. Let's see, it could be like a rushing river. Rivers, mm-hmm. they move, sure, but they don't move. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't zig or zag. Well, yeah, they do. Well, I mean, like, they're, but they're not doing it yeah. immediately. It's like a, over hundreds of years or whatever. So, what do I do with this knowledge? <laughs> Is it even a river? How do I know if I'm right? What, what do I, what, let me look around the room some more. Okay. Of where I am. And you uh, said there's like an arrow pointing to the door. So yeah, this it, probably it, is how I get through the door. Yeah. Okay. Are there any more plaques anywhere? Do I need to may, do? May, make another investigation check looking more intently around. Eight. Okay. With an eight. Now you don't find any plaques. Um, but in your combings... You take a good hard look at the floor, too. Mm-hmm. There are tracks in this room. Usually at least two sets of them. Human tracks? Mm-hmm. Can I follow them? They lead to the door. They lead to the door. They probably know the damn answer. <laughs> um, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. Well, processing the, the the hint that I gave you as a DM was that you like The Hobbit. <laughs> Maybe there are some times when people need to go through doors. Let me see that riddle again. That was it. I will say that's a very oblique hint. Okay. He has not lungs nor throat, but still a mighty roaring call. And that wasn't a hint for the riddle. That was a hint for what you need to do. <laughs> I'm really not good at riddles. Um, 
So, okay. What can I investigate to help me out a little? Because well, I'm gonna- Sid, Sid's just not familiar enough with this world and this... So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to still run with that eight. I apologize for that, but I have a reason for it. Okay. Um, the more that you, Sid, get frustrated, um, the more you begin to just, like, cast about the rest of the room. You wander over towards the wheel and notice that it has dripping water like coming a, out. Like a paddle wheel? Mm-hmm. Coming out the outside. Mm-hmm. Still not moving. But you notice so, that it is wet. So there is water of some kind involved. And I'm guessing there's a, there's a blockage or something is blocking the wheel from turning. Okay. Here's what it is. You start to get a little frustrated with this door and you start investigating what's broken down, what's what's broken with the elevator. Yeah. And like that's what you find. You find that it is wet. Um but not moving. Mhm. Yeah. Um and that like I don't know. It kind of gives Sid's brain something to work on while she works in the background yeah. on the door. Yeah is a sentence that makes sense to people who have multiple trains of thought at all times. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, so this wheel, it goes, obviously you can tell which direction it's supposed to be going when it works. Yes. Forward. <laughs> yes. Um, so, like, the water comes down one side in particular. Yeah, but it should pull water up from a river or or something. That's how they work. That, that That's how certain ones work. Certain ones? Yeah. It depends on its purpose. It de- depends on where the water's coming from, too, mm-hmm. right? So if it's not coming from below, it could be coming from above. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to look look above. Okay. Um, above, the ceiling opens up into the platforms for the elevator. There's nothing really else interesting about the ceiling. <laughs> this is frustrating. Um, but what have I given you? Nothing that is occurring to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm running through all the Hobbit riddles I know. <laughs> I'm running through everything I love, like replaying the Hobbit in my head. <laughs> so the hint that I gave you about you loving the Hobbit has to do with when other people need to go through doors. Sometimes they speak a password. Well, yeah, I got that. But okay. I, that's why I asked to see this again. But mm-hmm. this is just a riddle I got off the Internet. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with the Hobbit. <laughs> No, that I, has something to do with what's in the room. Okay. Sorry, I could be more clear about this, but I'm still new. Okay, so. Okay. So, what we have here. Melon. <laughs> you say that out loud and it does not work. It does nothing. <laughs> uh, probably The Hobbit was one of the movies Sid watched with Pax. Just mm-hmm. in case, you know, you never know. Okay. All right, so this fucking room. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking my sweet time in this room. It's okay. So I've looked all around, and I only found that one black plaque. You only found that one black plaque. You also found... um, Footprints. You found footprints that lead in that door. Um, And you have discovered that this elevator works via a water wheel wherein the water comes down from somewhere and i can't see the source of the water not from here no is it too dim no it's just like comes down out of a chute Uh is there water physically coming out of the chute not a ton of it it's like a very small drip that's what leads me to think that there's a blockage or something, maybe in the chute. Possibly. 
great. That's a great idea for uh, fixing the water wheel. Can I climb it? The chute? You can. No, not the chute. The water wheel. Yeah. To climb up to the chute wherever it comes out. Yeah. Make an athletics check for that. Shoot bed. <laughs> 21. Okay. With a 21, you scramble up that water wheel. Uh, it's like like it's a ladder uh, and a fun ride at a carnival. <laughs> um, and you poke your head up towards the chute where the water is coming out. It's just a little bit taut, like higher up than you can reach standing on your little tippy toes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the chute that it's coming out of is about as wide as your head. So it's not something that you could crawl up out of. Mm-hmm. It, like you reach your hand up into it and it feels slimy. Mm-hmm. And gross around the edges of it, but you don't encounter a blockage of any kind in this. Oh, blockage as could be reach. anywhere. It could if, be. if there even is one, but if there's not water coming out, there's got to be a reason for yeah, that. Yeah, there's something wrong. So okay, so I've done that. Yeah, I need in that door. Mm-hmm. So okay, so I'll climb down, get back on the platform or whatever. Um. The door won't open if I push on it or... You can try. Okay. I'm just going to try and push or, you know... Just, like, put a shoulder on it and push. Mm-hmm. Okay. Strength check. 21. With the 21, you push on it so hard that your shoulder almost hurts. And it gives just an inch... But it does not open all the way. Okay. I'm literally no idea what to do. Okay. So, what should be in this room? A goddamn lever to open the fucking door or a doorknob. <laughs> Probably. But if this were in all working condition, what should be in this room? people not necessarily this is a maintenance basement well maintenance people then (laughs) what should be in this room yeah what would make the wheel work water (laughs) doing what coming through the chute like it's supposed to riddle yeah what would it be like if water came down out of the chute And if water came falling down, what would humans call that thing? A waterfall? Yeah. (laughs) And you say that out loud in a moment of like, oh my God, it took me this long to think of waterfall. (laughs) And that door you're still leaning on gives and you crash sideways (laughs) through an open door. Jesus Christ. Jesus Louises. I mean, come on. <laughs> I really am bad at riddles. Just for the record, I want it known Stephanie's yeah. bad at riddles. I would also like it known that I did spring this on mom with absolutely zero warning. <laughs> so I apologize for that, but it was great content. <laughs> for, not for me. <laughs> hey. Problem solving, and it got you to look and see what the problem was in the water wheel, too, because you got frustrated with the door. (laughs) You wouldn't have looked around the rest of the room if you could just get through the door. All right, so I'm in the damn door. (laughs) What's in this room? Okay. Um, You fall sideways into what is basically a closet. (laughs) With your lights, uh, with your eyes still lit up. My eye beams. Yeah. Oh, my God. Your eye beams. (laughs) With your eye beams on. That was great. I said it earlier. And it didn't register with me. (laughs) With your eye beams on, you see that this room is like maybe three feet wide, maybe two feet deep. uh, And an indeterminate amount Hi. 
Hmm. It your eye beams go up and just get lost into the darkness up above you. Hmm. In the back wall of this call it an access shaft um, are set small circular like maybe six inch around uh, insets into the stone like hand and footholds mm-hmm. I guess I'm climbing I guess that might be what one would want to do if one wanted to go up yeah I'm climbing okay <sighs> All right. Could you please make an athletics check? 13. Okay. With a 13, you begin to climb up the access shaft. And the back of it behind you is close enough that if you were to keep your feet in the holes and lean back, you could almost recline against the wall behind you. You climb for... A few minutes before you see branching paths of, like, carved tunnels into the rock that lead to, like, a little maintenance panel that you can see easily mm-hmm. with your with your eye beams on. <laughs> For the most part, those little panels are fairly small, but every, every couple of stories, you see one that is a full-size door. As, as you... You climb for about 10 minutes solid. Every now and then checking one of those like little maintenance panels um, to see if you can find where a blockage might have been. And no water is coming down through any of them. And after maybe another five minutes of climbing, you begin to hear the soft sounds of yelling and screaming coming from a little bit up. Mm. A little bit higher than where you are now. Okay. Um, as you climb up towards the sound, it gets a little louder and louder until you reach one of those full-size doors, um, behind which you can hear yelling, screaming, pounding, panicking. hmm Okay. Well, I kind of want them to calm down, but I'm afraid if I pop through the door, they'll freak out even more. I don't know. I think I might just keep climbing. Okay. I think I'll... They've been screaming this long. They can keep screaming. They're obviously not going to fall out or anything because they're scared. So I'm I'm going to leave them alone and keep on climbing. Okay. All right. You climb for another... Honestly, you lose track of the time a little bit. And you emerge into the upper lobby. Um, you step around from a concealed alcove in the southwest corner, and, and instead of arriving in a basement, you arrive in, like, the actual lobby. Mm-hmm. It's almost an exact duplicate of the lobby below that you started from, um, down to the traffic patterns in and out on either side of the building. Um, the key difference here is that no one is in the ticket booth. Well, no, no one is in the elevator booth. Elevator booth. Yeah, I don't want to imply that people have to buy tickets to go on the elevator because they don't. Oh, okay. It just looks like a ticket booth. Okay. And place is empty. Yep. Utterly deserted. Mm. Oh, dear. Well, I've climbed all the way to the goddamn top. (laughs) And... Is there anywhere there's where the source of water is? Um, not in this room. There mm-hmm. is another door behind yeah. the ticket booth. Yeah. Let me go through that door. Okay. Unless I have to do a damn password. <laughs> no, this door just opens. Um, there is another lever behind the ticket, behind the elevator booth as well. Um, if you want to give that a try. Okay. But... Uh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. I'll go through the door. <laughs> okay. You go through the door, and instead of finding stairs that lead down, you find stairs that lead up. And it leads up into... Uh, can you call it an attic if, if it's a building that's not made of wood? I don't yeah. know why that's an arbitrary delineation in my mind. Mm-hmm. 
But anyway, it, it's it. This isn't a place where people are meant to go. This is, you know, storage space at best. But there is another matching wheel up here. This one is covered in this shiny gray ooze. Is it not moving? Hmm? Is it moving or not moving? The wheel? No, mm -hmm. it is not moving. And it's covered in this gray ooze. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And it's just like blobby, stuck to it. It looks like like slime has been poured over it. Mm -hmm. What happens if I poke it with a dagger? You want to poke it with a dagger? Mm -hmm. Roll for damage. Sixteen. Okay, that was a 16 to hit. Oh. So we need the damage roll. Oh. Oh, this. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, okay. You're cool. Eight. Ooh, dang. Okay. You poke your dagger into this sludge and kind of poke at it to see if it... It's viscous, almost like molasses and kind of sticky. And nothing happens on like the wheel or to you, but your um but the tip of your dagger starts to turn red and then black. And then the tip of your dagger crumbles and breaks off. And mechanically, your dagger now has a minus one penalty to all damage rolls. Just the one dagger? Just that one dagger. Okay. I won't do that again. I don't... Okay. The tip of your dagger falls to the ground with like this little like of sound. And you become aware of another sound. It's like this little blorp, blorp, blorp. And you look up after like staring down at your dagger, like <laughs> my dagger. <laughs> and you look up and this ooze is kind of rippling down the wheel that it's covering. Mm -hmm. Almost like little blobbity hands are reaching out to grab you. Okay. And I'd like you to make a dexterity saving throw. How do I do that? Up here? Yes. No, 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 sorry. In this little box of six underneath them for saving throws. Oh. Seven. Okay. With a seven, this oozing substance reaches out with a couple of little blobby appendages and just kind of like touches your shoulders and i would like i should have had those ready and sid takes three points of acid damage okay so you can mark that off on your hit points here? Yep. One of the buttons off to the side, I think. Like that? Yep. Okay. Okay. What do you want to do? Well, can I try my electricity arrows? Yeah. Um,. I'll need you to make a dexterity check to get out of its grip. Okay. And then you'll use your movement to back away. Keeps throwing them out here. 14. Okay. Yep. You, it doesn't have like a great grip on you yet. So you slide out from underneath it and it, the substance just like drips off your shoulders. Uh -huh. um, and you can see it's starting to grow um, a, like an amorphous face in the middle of the water wheel. Um, just, it's 
transparent and you can see the wheel behind it, but it's like superimposed on top of it. Okay. And it says, this is mine now. Oh yeah? <laughs> we'll see about that. What would you like to do? Electricity arrow. Tell me how you do it. Well, I'm just gonna get my arrow out, notch my compound bow, Mm-hmm. Uh, and shoot it. Where? At what? At the face. At the face. Okay. I would like you to make an attack roll with your bow. That's the d20. Yes. Okay. I think I would know that after 12 chapters. Eh. 15. Oh yeah, you smack that mofo in the face <laughs> with an electricity arrow. I would like you to, let's see, I'm going to have you roll physical dice for this one since we're using a homebrewed compound bow. But with an electricity arrow, I'm going to say that damage does a lot of damage. So, I'm going to say a d12 for the regular damage. And say a d6 for extra electricity damage. Should I roll them together? Yep, roll them both. Add them up. Fourteen. Okay. Um, and then could um, what are you supposed to add? What is your modifier for your bow's damage? When like when you roll damage, it says something plus something. Six. Plus six? Yep, I'm six on both my. Oh, hell yeah. How do you want to do this? You, you have, your electricity arrow has like obliterated this thing. Please tell me how cool that looks. <laughs> oh yeah, so the electricity just bonks him right in the nose and then it's just, have you ever seen cattle running and they get struck by lightning and the lightning just bounces all over their horns and stuff like that. That's what this looks like all over the ooze. Okay, I haven't like, seen that. That's also a horrifying image. It's a true thing that happens. Oh god, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and they get lightning bolts shooting from their horns and it rolls all through the herd, especially if they're... Oh, and it probably like crackles through this like gooey, entire gooey substance mm -hmm. and like maybe the building shakes a little bit Yeah, it like just blobs down and melts off mm -hmm. of the wheel <laughs> and with a grinding crunch the wheel begins to move clockwise sure I'll retcon myself if I'm wrong <laughs> uh, and the elevator begins to move again huzzah <laughs> you have fixed the elevator Sid amazing how would you like to make your triumphant return I'm gonna wait up here <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna wait up here for anyone to show up you're gonna wait up here for your wanted criminals to come up well they have to we, that's why we're in this area they have to come up this way fair fair, fair. and uh, they can see that it's moving I just spent I don't know half an hour climbing this damn <laughs> thing I'm tired totally valid <laughs> alright you hang out in um, you um tromp down the stairs back into the lobby to wait for your party and i think you you pull up the chair that's behind the booth and kick your feet up mm -hmm. on the desk and you wait for a couple of minutes and platforms come and go rising out of one column up and then coming down out of the other column it's not the word i wanted to use but oh well and after a few minutes of platforms slowly moving past, the you hear that yelling and screaming again as mm -hmm. that uh, group of people rises up out of the elevator shaft. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the platform above them breaks the surface, the sound of them breaks through and their babble just goes nuts. And there's, um, as they come up, you see there's about a dozen of them. And as the platform that they're on starts to rise up higher and higher, they start, one of them starts waving at you and says, pull the lever, pull the lever. Oh, okay, so I'm gonna pull the lever. And then you pull the lever and the elevator platform stops maybe like three inches above 
the floor. Mm -hmm. And the people tromp off, taking care not to trip over that little... Mind the gap. To mind mind the gap. Um, Some of them have a little more trouble navigating it than others. Um, And one of the people in that group storms up to you and says, Who are you? I've never seen you here before. Where is your manager? Were you just not going to stop the elevator? I don't work here. I just fixed the elevator and I'm waiting for my party to arrive. So if you want to yell at somebody, you'll have to wait. (laughs) Wait. And she sweeps off with the rest of her group as I smack my microphone. (laughs) Um, And they troop on out the door. Um, You pull the lever again and that starts the elevator moving again. And you sit and wait there for like a good 10 minutes before, without warning, the elevator grinds to a stop again. And then just like a couple of seconds later, starts going. And then a little little bit of time after that, the platform rises up and you see your cart, your horse, your magic twins, and a little curly head of hair just absolutely conked out <laughs> on the back of the cart. <laughs> nice. Hello. Aralond slides down off the cart and comes on over to you and says, hot damn, how the hell did you do that? There was slime of some kind, some kind of slime thing on the, uh, the water wheel up here. I climbed a shaft, first of all. (laughs) Let me tell you about this journey that I just had. (laughs) (laughs) And you fill them in. I fill them in and tell them what happened. Uh, (laughs) Aralond. Oh, boy. Um, Aralond is along for the ride as you tell the the tale of your your harrowing journey up the inside of the cliff. Um, and he actually pulls out a little like scrap of paper and jots a couple of things down. <laughs> Kara is quiet, um, but at, at the end of your story, she says, that was impressive. Thanks for doing that. I'm really tired. Can we go home now? Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go. All right. And you guys head out of the upper lobby and into the neighborhood of Viewbury. Viewbury is gorgeous. The houses and buildings here are tall and elegant and painted in like a co- almost a coordinated palette of colors. But the best part of Viewbury is undeniably the view which looks out over the entire valley of the city of Lake Point. And bright, almost twinkling lights are everywhere across the valley. Not just on buildings and in, you know, in treetops and what have you, but also out on the lake. There are just swirling little lights hmm. glowing in the darkness. Beautiful. It's gorgeous. Kara takes the driver's reins uh, as you guys make your way through Viewbury. Um, And she leads you to a three-story house. And for the viewers, I would like you, Mom, to describe your favorite house that we have seen here. That we've seen here in... Yeah. In Haverhill? Mm-hmm. That one you love. Oh, my beautiful peach house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. It's this big, giant Victorian uh, house that was built in the late 1800s or something like that, and which is relatively new for the area, um, for this city that was built in the, or founded in the 1600s. But um, <clears throat> anyway, wraparound porch and... and beautiful cupolas everywhere it's just it's just stunning it's a gorgeous house i love driving by it 
And that's exactly the house that Kara leads you to. <laughs> right on the edge of the cliff in Viewbury. So you know the views out the backyard are amazing. Oh, man. And as you guys come up to the house, Kara's tension kind of melts out of her shoulders and she pushes her hood back. And the look on her face says, something isn't right here. Up on the porch of this house, you see a bunch of small, brightly colored toys and a sofa and evidence that someone is living here. Mm -mm. The yard isn't like super that well taken care of. It's a little bit trampled, like people run across it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, there are lights on in a couple of the upstairs rooms. And Kara's face says she's a little unnerved about that. Mm -hmm. well. So, who's marching up? Give me a marching order for who's going up to the door. Well, I think it should be them. It's their home. Or her home, anyway. Okay. Kara leads you up the sweeping front to driveway for the cart. And you all dismount after Kara gently shakes Tiffany awake. And Kara leads the way up the steps to the front door and without bothering to knock she opens the front door and a flood of light comes bursting out and a flood of sound comes bursting out as about eight children come screaming down the grand stairway and run off to the left and Kara looks completely taken aback uh oh <laughs> Yikes. She looks at Aralond and says, Did you know about this? Aralond doesn't say anything. Of course he doesn't. Bastard. <laughs> they are both supremely unhelpful. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> That's why you're the hero of the story, Sid. <laughs> I'll clear the water wheels, but I have no idea why there are a bunch of rugrats in this house. <laughs> um, uh, a few seconds after the children uh, run off uh, into a different wing of the house on this level, um, someone else comes tromping down the stairs. Um, and this person is, a, you know, of middling height and is just like thin and lanky, like in that way that people who... Like in that way that people who don't spend time on either working out or eating any kind of food, mm -hmm. really, unless they have to, mm -hmm. are um, with like a squarish kind of face and like a, a flop of blonde hair uh, and like these big round glasses on. And they're about halfway down the stairs before they actually look up and see that the front door is open and there are people standing in the entryway. And they yell, Erland, it's so good to see you. Kara? Oh my God, what are you doing here? We haven't, I haven't seen you in so long. And they come trotting down the stairs and up to you. And they go, Who, who's your friend? They hold their hand out to you. I say, hi, I'm Fred. Hi, I'm Sid. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. I. How do you know these two? And Kara is just absolutely spluttering. <laughs> Erland has a little, little, little smirk on his face at his sister's consternation. He uh, knew. Oh, he totally knew. <laughs> And he pops Fred on the shoulder and says, brought you a present. This is, um, this is the stranger from the stars. And the color drains out of Fred's face. And they say, oh my God.
Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Daughters. Our world is created and brought to life by Shannon Romanski, and the show is edited and produced by Stephanie Romanski. If you're enjoying our story, please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps charge the black magic that runs Apple Podcast Charts and helps get new people to check us out. We'd love it if you dropped us a five-star rating and a few words telling us what you liked about the show. It's a quick and easy way to give us a little boost off the ground, and we will 100% read them over and over and love them. You can also join our community on Facebook or Twitter at dndaughterspod, that's D-N as in Narnia, Daughters Pod, for a heads up about new episodes, memes, behind-the-scenes photos, and more. 